Yo, 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 this is Leaf Buck with you, the honored, the gracious, the humble host of the Black Cold Podcast. And I am back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> so tonight, I just want to talk a little bit about uh, the entertainment industry, um, the relationships that come with the entertainment industry, with the money and all that stuff. Um, and I also want to discuss the, the media manipulation. So, all right. Um, so basically, I've been wanting to do this for a while and I thought I did it last year, but more than likely I didn't. So um, last year, it was a lot of things going on and throughout the years. So basically my thought process with the entertainment industry is they're nothing but million dollar sleeves. Um, and when I say that, I mean, you have to move, you have to kind of center your life around your entertainment um, profession, whatever your profession is, you could be a rapper, singer, you could be a rock star or whatever the case may be. So you have to center your life around that. So that comes at the cost of your people, right? So um, me and one of my close friends, we had a discussion and we, we've, we've had the discussion all the time. And I was telling them, I said, I'm not, I don't get mad at rappers for not speaking up or being woke or being conscious. I don't get mad. Just based off the simple fact, they don't have to. That's not their profession. They're not activists. But what happens is white folks appoint them our leaders. They're not our leaders. And I've always said that. I don't look to... Uh, uh, um. An athlete. I don't look for a singer or a rapper to be my leader because they're flawed. So am I flawed, but they're more flawed because this said rapper might be talking that gangster killer shit. So how can he? Where's he gonna lead us to? He's gonna lead us into the abyss. I, I'm, the main thing is. These rappers, all they do is talk about how they stun on you, how much money they got. They're going to kill you. They're going to fuck your girl. They're going to smack your kids and all this other shit. That's what the fuck they do. So the main thing that we need to realize is they're not our leaders. The media manipulates them and they manipulate us and they manipulate them into making it seem like they're killers and and, and 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 they're the saviors and um just like ti he's he takes this man on as a leader but there's a lot of personal shit that has been coming out since last year with him saying oh i go with my daughter to get her hymen checked and um now is these allegations that he's been sex trafficking and stuff like that. And I'm just looking like, come on, man. And he's flawed, but you can't take that man on unless you got some things cleaned up. I mean, hopefully that that I don't really believe too much that he's sex trafficking. 
I think they just try to tear that man down. But you shouldn't have these allegations even coming up, period, bro. You got to protect yourself from all these things. You have to protect yourself. You got to keep certain people from around you. And that's another thing in the entertainment industry, man. You can't take everybody with you. I see a lot of these young brothers, they go broke. They have all these people around them. They, they messing with these wrong financial advisors. And they just get mixed up with the wrong folks. You know what I'm saying? So the entertainment industry is very taxing. It's very stressful. So basically what we're... What they're here to do is to entertain us. We have to separate real life from entertainment. And a lot of the times we can't. So one of the biggest entertainers slash athletes is Tiger Woods. So Tiger Woods got in trouble for cheating on his wife. Like I said, he didn't do any. He didn't break any laws. Morally, he was wrong. Yes, but he didn't break laws. This little white woman hit him over the head with a golf club and made that motherfucker crash into a fucking tree. She didn't get charged, but this nigga lost his Buick endorsement. He lost his HP endorsement. Nike stuck by him, but he lost everything, bro. How? How do you lose everything because you may have had some transgressions? Like everybody that walks around Buick is perfect. Uh, everybody that walk around HP is perfect. No, man, that's bullshit. Like, that's, that's, that's bullshit, man. So. So that happened about, what, 11 years ago? So I'm thinking to myself, I'm, at the time, I'm like, yo, he what he did was morally wrong. He shouldn't be cheating on his wife. But. That's that man's problem. His personal life should have no bearing on his endorsements. But the problem was, and a lot of the problems that a lot of these people face and what he faced and why everything turned out the way it did for him, it turned out that way because he curated this character that he was such a perfect role model for the kids. And like I said, with the media manipulation that happened. You understand that happened. So with that situation, when everybody found out that this nigga out here, he a sex addict. And they found that shit out. And they found out that he wasn't the perfect role model. Oh, man, we got to get this nigga up out of here. He ain't no fucking role model. He ain't this, he ain't that. They dogged him in the media talking about his personal life, talking about him as a father and a husband. We don't know that man personally. He could be out here fucking all these women and still be a good husband and dad to his children and his wife. Morally, yes, he's effed up, but we don't know him personally. We only know what we see. And this character that him, his mom, and his dad, God rest his father's soul, curated for him. So, that plays a big part into it. And then when the media doesn't like you, man, they do everything in their power to bring you down and make you seem like 
a bad guy. One of my favorite athletes. One of my most beloved athletes, one of the people that I loved the most was Kobe Bryant. God rest his soul. He was tragically taken from us last year in January 26. But Kobe had, it took Kobe years to rebuild his image after that rape case. And I'm going to compare another rape case to Kobe's. Kobe lost everything. McDonald's endorsement, Sprite endorsement, Adidas endorsement. He was like on everything, man. Had his own games. He lost all of that, man, because the man made a mistake. And then they, and, and you know, they took everything away from him. And then his relationship with the media was horrible. So he lost out on MVPs. He should have won a couple back-to-back MVPs, but they gave it to Steve Nash when he didn't deserve it. They gave it to Dirk Nowinski when he didn't deserve it. Kobe missed out on at least three MVPs, in my opinion. One in 2000, the 2002-2003 season, the 2005-06 season, and the 06-07 season. Kobe lost out on three MVPs in my humble opinion and it was mute it was media manipulation oh man all he cares about is himself all he do is this all he do is that the guy was the ultimate team guy he just told these people listen if you can't get on my level if you can't get on my level of competitiveness of coming to the gym every day at 5 a.m when I ain't gotta be here till about 10 to 11 a.m. If you can't compete and and work like I work, then what the fuck are you here for? You know what I'm saying? So Kobe was like a misunderstood boy, man. So Kobe was very misunderstood. They treated him like dirt. His image got repaired over the years, but he lost out on a lot, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that, that's where the, the media manipulation comes into play. So a lot of these dudes, like, like a lot of them white boys that's like very rebellious, like Rob Gunkrowski. And I like Grump. But he was in the White House saying, you know, doing the sexual innuendos. They didn't say nothing to him. They didn't call him a misogynist. They didn't do nothing to him. And that's what I'm saying. Like, as far as when you're black and in the entertainment industry, you're supposed to be this picture perfect character. They always tell you as a football player or a basketball player when you're and, um, you know, when you're in the entertainment industry and when you're a, a basketball player and a football player, you got to have high character. And he's a character guy. And, like, in, in a boy that they don't like or a guy that gets in trouble, he's not a good character guy, blah, blah, blah.
but you don't know these people personally. You just know the man might have made a mistake. They're still young children, but the thing about it is when you black, you don't get the leeway that a white athlete gets. Like the guy, um, Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, he had a Twitter drawn back in, I think, in 2012 or 2013, where he talked about, he was saying, like, nigger, uh, nigger, whatever he was saying, the, uh, the guy from Milwaukee, Dante, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's a white guy. He was saying a song like, nigga this and nigga that. The, no, man, they're young kids. You can't judge them off of that. You got to let it go. We can all be judged by such and such and such and such. And I'm like, why do they get leeway and they're called character guys? But a black man, he may have had some off the field trouble. And no, he's not a character guy. You can't trust him with the, with the keys to the franchise and blah, blah, blah. And like I said, man, one of the guys that I respect in the league, in the NFL, is um, is Deshaun Watson. And they talk about how much of a high character he is. And I hate to say it, but it's like that shit comes from like you know being down south with that southern yes ma'am no man no ma'am and yes sir and no sir that comes from that being kind of meek and docile that comes from that so that comes from that so he's seen as this meek and docile boy they told him the franchise ain't got to come to you and ask you about hiring a general manager. And, you know, if you don't know about football, the general manager is the guy that makes the, the, the team better. He gets the players, blah, blah, blah. So in the franchise, in the NFL franchise or NBA franchise, they have a hierarchy. You got the owner of the team. You got a CEO of basketball operations. You have a general manager. You got scouts. It's a hierarchy. So you got a coach or whatever, and you got your players. But... My biggest problem is when these black men are thrown into these positions at such a young age. They, in my humble opinion, they expect too much of these kids. These kids come from nothing. So, of course, you might see them partying. You might see them buying all this and buying all that. So we have to give them a chance to grow. Just like they said, those guys, those those white guys that were saying nigga on the internet, on Twitter, whatever, you gotta give them a chance to grow. Just like you said, those white guys have a have have to have a chance to grow and understand um that they were young and they have to have time to be groomed and grow and, and grow into these positions. They don't give us that time. We have to automatically be mature enough to be in these positions when they don't give us time to be groomed. We don't have the right people around us. Some of them are fatherless. Some of them come from horrible backgrounds. And you know what I mean? You have to have a time to grow. You have to have the time to be groomed. You have to have that time. So... We don't, like I said, we don't get a time to grow and be groomed into these positions. They thrust us into these positions 
and a lot of times people are not mature enough to handle these positions yet you have to give them time they're still mature they're still maturing they're 19 21 22 23 years old they have to have time so they put you in these positions and then your back is against the wall because they kind of like tell you to kind of like tell you to stay away from certain people they tell you to stay away from certain people they tell you you can't help your people while charles barkley is a, a, a is a perfect example of how all he care about is his money he'll come and talk trash to us in front of a big audience to look good for his bosses i'll call them masters his masses, he, he does that to look good and to get paid in front of his masses because it looks good to shit on your black brothers and your black sisters. Well, I think the NBA players should be front line to get the vaccine. Okay, let them get the vaccine. Go ahead, let them. They pay the most taxes and this dude don't know anything. A lot of these dudes just talk because they have a mouth. And I and I heard something today that was profound. The guy said, when you're an intelligent person, you never speak in absolutes. You have to speak in a vacuum. You gotta you can't speak in absolutes. You gotta look at everything. When you talk about context, you have to look at a problem and understand things that causes problems. And another one of these so-called intelligent individuals is Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith, he another one, man, in the entertainment industry. Man, listen. They should have just find Marshawn Lynch $20,000 because he don't want to talk to the media. Bro, like the bull said, brother, I'm here so I don't get fined. You know what I'm saying? I'm here so I don't get fined. And that's all he said. He ain't got to go. And that's what I believe about the media. They think that they run you. They think that your job depends on them because if it wasn't for me you motherfuckers wouldn't have had no job all you were sports reporters and these debate shows and all that what you going to debate if i wasn't there you ain't going to debate nothing if i wasn't there your motherfuckers would be out of a job and that's why Stephen a smith was man these brothers need to get back to work they need to think about the money they're giving up no motherfucker you thinking about your pockets being lined you ain't thinking about the health. You ain't thinking about the safety of these guys and their families. And one individual I want to go back to. Is Kyrie Irving. What bothers me. About what they what the media is doing and the manipulation that they're trying to put this image out of Kyrie Irving is, oh, he's a head case. 
oh, he's something is wrong with him. And we all think it's like not we all, but a lot of people, it's something wrong with him. He's a head case. <sighs> he's a head case. He's this, he's that. I'm sorry, guys, I'm eating soup, but he's a head case. He's this, he's that. And they don't talk about the good this guy does. He bought George Floyd's family a house. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about none of that shit. They don't talk about how... Hold on. I got a list of everything he did. Okay. So, Kyrie Irving did this list of things. In 2020, we learned that Kyrie Irving paid $1.5 million in the WNBA player salaries who opted out. He donated $323,000 to Mills for NYC family. Partnered with Nike to donate 17 pallets of food and 50,000 masks to Stand the Rock Soul Reservation and bought a home for George Floyd's family. They don't talk about these things. But these so-called intelligent individuals, they go on TV and they dog this man out because he believes the earth is flat. That's his prerogative. I don't care about that. You're misleading people. You're not smart. And this another one of these Ivy League dudes is Max Kellerman. These dudes that use big words and everything is about analytics. And you're on there calling this man dumb. And then... I have a problem with a white man calling a black man dumb because he may not think the same way that you do. If he believes the earth is flat, that's his prerogative. It's an it's an opinion. There's nothing to back that up right now. It's like when Steph Curry said, man, I don't believe they went to the moon. That's his opinion. You can't be dumb. You're leading kids to this. And I'm like, they get mad at these. They ask these dudes questions and then get mad at these answers that these guys are giving to people. <sighs> Another aspect of. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. Another aspect <coughs> of. The entertainment industry is, you know, the music industry. And it's hard. It's worse with the music industry. Because with them, it's kind of different from, like, the actors and the ball players. In the sense that you are, you're a brand but in the music industry, they can kind of curate your character. You can be a gangster nigga. You can be a nerd. You can be an intelligent individual. Or you can be a, a, a sex fiend or whatever. So they curate these characters. They talk about these songs and they talk about stunting on you and shooting you up and fucking your wives and all this other stuff. And then... <clears throat> At one time, I remember 21 Savage had an interview. Well, I don't really call women bitches, and I don't really do this, and I don't really do that. And I'm just sitting up there thinking to myself, 
So you're out here perpetuating this language and calling women bitches and hoes, but you don't call women bitches and hoes outside of your music. So for for coin, you'll sell your people short for for a dollar. And I think he's kind of made a turn, but he's still one of them so-called gangster niggas, which I I don't believe that man is gangster in my humble, honest opinion. But that's just me. So. So, you know, so 21 Savage is another one of them boys. He kind of. You got to kind of take everything he said with a grain of salt. Um, Lil Boozy, I like Lil Boozy, but he's he's ignorant to a lot of shit. Like instead of telling these young niggas to put guns down. These niggas talking about my word down the south is this and my word down the south is that. Just, just be. He makes southerners seem ignorant, and they're not ignorant because my grandfather from down south, my grandmama's from down south. They were, they are very intelligent individuals, and they can articulate themselves in a good way, but. Boozy gets on these interviews and this bull just be sounding very ignorant in the stuff he say. Like, you know, they talked about Dwayne Wade's son and he was saying, don't cut his dick off, man, and all this other stuff. Listen, I'm not in a moral position to judge Dwayne Wade's son or daughter or whatever that is, whatever his child, his child. I'm not in a moral position. I have my feelings about it, but that's just my feelings. I'm not in a moral position to judge him. I don't agree with what's going on, but that's just my opinion. They're, they got to live their life. After a while, once you get older, you realize I ain't got an answer for these fucking people. So why am I worrying about, not that you're worrying about it, but it's like a thought that comes to your head. Like these motherfuckers is crazy or blah, blah, blah. I don't care, but I digress a little bit. But Boozy, <clears throat> and I think that he's, I think he has some intelligence but he's just one of them bulls that he just he has this reputation of just being an ignorant country nigga and there's nothing wrong with that and I'm not mad at him I don't look to him for uh for counsel or to be an activist I don't look to him for those things I look to him as an entertainer but a lot of times when these dudes open their mouth and they just be talking they reveal themselves to be unintelligent they just be saying dumb shit and it's not boozy he don't say a lot of dumb stuff but it's sometimes like man just just don't even say that it's some shit you can it's some shit you can say and it's some shit you shouldn't say because you have to be very calculated when you're doing these interviews you have to be very calculated you have to be very articulate you have to make yourself clear you have to speak in an intelligent manner so people can understand what you're saying. Because a lot of times, people don't be understanding what these motherfuckers be saying, man, because they say so many things. But when you're dealing with the devil that is the media, they will twist your words. They have a mass manipulation on the globe 
so it's it, it's like you gotta watch yourself. Like you gotta be very calculated, very strategic in what you say when you're dealing with these people. And I tell people all the time, man, it goes to show that we are judged the harshest when it comes to the media. Like I said, it's mass manipulations. So, um, you know, last year with the rappers, a lot of them was getting killed out here. Um, one of the guys that was with Boozy, I forgot his name, was like MO3 or Mo, whatever his name was. Motherfucker got killed on the highway saying some girl set him up. King Vaughn, an up and coming rapper. He was kind of, he was solid. He was a solid rapper. He gets killed in a club because these niggas is talking about this gang shit, this gang culture. We got to move that. That shit should not integrate with hip hop because you have real like gang bangers that's out here really trying to test you to see like, is you a GD or is you a vice lord? Is you a crip? Is you a blood? They really be out here trying to test motherfuckers. And they trying to see where your head at. You know, you got to pay for your protection. I remember one of P. Diddy's old bodyguards say this. He said, man, when you moving out here as a celebrity and you got all this paper, you got this and you got that, you have to be very calculated. Like I said, you have to be very calculated. You have to be very smart. You got to be very strategic moving out here. You got to have motherfuckers behind you, in front of you, side to side. You got to have a lot of fucking people around you to protect you. Because it's people that want to kill you for jealousy reasons. It's motherfuckers that just want to kill you because you keep calling yourself a gangbanger and all that shit. Gang culture and hip-hop don't mix. And that's been one of the biggest problems. Like Jim Jones came out and said, like, yo, being a rapper is the hardest job. And I might actually agree with that. But y'all motherfuckers make it hard on yourselves. Y'all operate as if y'all have mil y'all have thousands and thousands of dollars doing money phones and and you got your chains on, you stunting on niggas. There's a lot of hungry people out here that ain't got nothing. I'm not excusing the behavior, but I'm just telling you the truth. You can't stun on niggas and then not expect a nigga to see you an easy walk and lick. And that's what they is, man. Like NBA young boy, this, this nigga is reckless, man. Seven baby moms. You 21 years old with seven baby moms. Uh, uh, seven to eight kids. Like, come on, bro. Like, that is destructive. I don't care how much money you got. That is destructive behavior. You can't call a woman no hoe. You can't call a woman a bitch because you are not a man if you just out here making babies just to make babies. Just because you have money to take care of them. That is not the right way to be out here procreating. You ain't marrying none of these fucking women. You just out here fucking because you have a dick. That is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. We have to get out of this fucking ratchet culture. We have to leave this ratchet culture behind. But we cannot do that. The reason being is because we're enamored with bullshit. 
We're not enamored with 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 uh, with helping our parents out. We're not enamored with helping our communities out and trying to build them and trying to make them powerhouses. We don't give a fuck about none of that. All these young niggas care about is fucking bitches and getting money and getting jewelry and driving these fast ass cars. I look at the hood, man, and I have no respect for these niggas around here killing motherfuckers. Them coon ass niggas, I'm going to do another episode on them motherfuckers. But my homie brought up a great point yesterday. And I'm not going to get too deep into it into this episode, but he brought up a great point. He was like the guy Triple X Tentacion. The boy was young, man, coming into his own, had had some past transgressions, made a lot of mistakes, but he was coming into his own. People was respecting him. He goes to a fucking motorcycle shop. Gets robbed and they kill this nigga because he probably could identify these motherfuckers. They kill him for nothing. But y'all same suck ass niggas see George Zimmerman walking around and don't do shit to him. Y'all see these white folks, these cops killing people. Y'all don't smack them, but y'all so quick to run down and smack on these females or smack on somebody that you feel is a soft target. These dusty ass, coon ass niggas. And I'm going to do a whole episode on that. And I'll probably do that shit tomorrow, depending on how I feel. But we have to stop glorifying ratchet culture. And, and the entertainment industry has a hold on these young bulls. They think it's okay to run around here killing motherfuckers. They think it's okay to go to jail and destroy their family and destroy another family. They think it's okay because these rappers talk about, I've been in jail, I did this. And these niggas, I'm telling you, these niggas are not who they seem, bro. I'm telling you, these niggas are not who they seem. They talk this big shit. But I'm, when, when the real gangsters start pressing these niggas, and trust me, I know, when real gangsters start pressing these niggas, they be bitching up. They bitch up real quick. They be in these other cities. They be doing this and they be doing that. But we have to stop glorifying that bullshit. It's okay to be entertained, but we have to separate the entertainment from reality. Because their reality is not yours. It's okay to be entertained. It's okay to watch these movies and watch these videos of women shaking their ass and Niggas might be having guns in the video. It's okay, but you got to understand that you can't replicate none of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I said. It's entertainment. And the machine behind all of this shit is white supremacy is the common denominator. What these motherfuckers do is they pick and they know that these young kids, they know that these young kids are soft targets. They know that their minds are like sponges. So they pick them and they tell them, we gotta poison their minds with the trapping, with the killing, with the guns, with the drugs. They've told these young kids to become junkies. All this shit is supposed to be entertainment. It's not supposed to be for you to be out here doing drugs slapping women killing your own 
having a whole bunch of kids. It's not for you to be doing that shit. We have to understand. We have to take our our neighborhoods back. We got to take our, our, you know, we got to cut these TVs off. And a lot of that shit falls on the parents as well. You should control with your, the images that your children see. The entertainment industry and the media manipulation is what poisons us. Because the white people behind it and, and the machine is all a bunch of white people that have no connection to us. They'll tell you that you can't make a song about killing cops and shit. But then you can make a million and one songs about killing your own. You can say nigga, 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 nigga. You can say that 50 million one times. They don't have a problem with it. But if you say a cracker or if you say honky. Oh, no, you can't put that in there. Take that shit out your song. Plows even talked about that. And I respect a lot of them dudes that go independent because you could kind of control and do what you want to do more. You can't kind of, you can control what you choose to put out there. You know, and like I said, you don't need, and another thing that's going, that's going to be obsolete. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be because I know our heart was going bankrupt. A lot of these radio stations, <laughs> they're going to be bankrupt because you have so many platforms that you can put your music on. Your music is going to be on Apple, going to be on Tidal. It can be on uh, Google Music. It's just like with the podcast. I don't have to go to the radio show to quote unquote do radio. I start my own podcast. I can do what I want, say what I want. You know, as long as I'm not on here um, inciting violence and, and, you know, doing all type of crazy shit. But I'm on here telling the truth. I know that. I know that. The way that I talk isn't ideal. I know that, you know, my, my my podcast isn't formatted, and but one thing I do know, I've I always represent myself in a good light. I always speak intelligent. I'm always calculated. I do this stuff strategically. You know, I try to give people knowledge. Because that's the main thing is knowledge, man. And these, these, the entertainment industry isn't giving you knowledge. It's for you to be entertained. It's not for you to take serious. The young boy Juice World got taken at the age of 21, 22. Let me get his exact age. But that brother got taken early, man, because of, because of these opioids. He got took early, man. He was a young bull. Young bull just had turned 21, man. Six days after his 21st birthday, he gets taken out. Not he OD. Pop smoke, another one of them. He didn't even make it to see his 21st birthday. He gets taken out. <laughs> because 
He out there flashing money and niggas picking up on his location. That don't make it right, but you got to understand, you got to charge a lot of that shit to the game. Our rappers, these young kids is getting murdered. King Von getting murdered. King Von. He was only 26 years old, man. brother was 26 years old three months after his 26th birthday he gets murdered kids they're dying because niggas is glorifying this, this dumb shit we have a ratchet culture they're mad at Danny Lee for making a song called Redbone it sparks the, the, the talk of colorism I'm gonna do an episode on that how it's a myth it's not a myth you like what you like they don't make you a colorist if you like a light-skinned woman more than you like a brown-skinned woman or a dark-skinned woman, that's your prerogative. That's your preference. If you like a fat woman as opposed to a skinny woman, that's your preference. If you like dark-skinned women as opposed to light-skinned women or brown-skinned women or with brown-skinned women as opposed, you know, it, so on and so forth, that's your preference. She gets all this flack about the shit that sparks a colorism debate. But they don't talk about city girls and this pussy talk uh, uh, money. This pussy talks a bag and they saying all type of crazy shit. That doesn't spark a debate because as soon as you talk about that and how that is detrimental, you're hating. You're not uplifting women. It's empower- That doesn't empower women. That encourages women to be prostitutes. And no, they don't make music for little kids. You know, Cardi B was saying this. But... The thing about it is they're not making that that music doesn't uplift anyone. Meg the Stallion, body yaddy yaddy yaddy. Uh the pussy this and it like it like when are y'all gonna change your content? And I will give Cardi B this much. She started a lane and everybody started hopping in it. And one thing I will say about Nicki Minaj, she didn't rap about none of that stuff. Like every once in a while she'll talk about it, but she really, she talked about a wide variety of things, crazy shit that, you know, we wasn't really into, but I respect her because she had her lane and she stayed in that lane. She wasn't like, they, they created the, the Cardi B's of the world created this lane. That's exclusively her lane. A lot of people hopped in it, but they don't have those talks about how detrimental Cardi B is, how detrimental Meg the Stallion is. They don't have these talks about how detrimental city girls is but they get on this girl for making a song called red bone 
is preference. I I honestly think it's a, a self-hatred thing when niggas keep talking about that. But that's a story for a different day. But I'm not mad at that song. If I get outraged at the Red Bone song, I have to also get outraged at City Girls. About the content in which they speak about. So we have to, we can't jump on one, but don't jump on the others. So, man, I'm about to get out of here. Got a early morning tomorrow. But um, I love my people, my kings, my queens. It's been good talking to you, been good giving you this information. And another thing I want to say. One thing that we have to stop as well. Please, please, I ask you, stop looking to these entertainers for counsel. Please stop looking to them for counsel. Joe Biden is talking to Cardi B. She's nobody in our community. She's not a black woman. They're talking about free. You know, I'm not even. I'm. I'm let me just stop. <laughs> let me get out of here. Um. But I love y'all, my kings and my queens. It was good giving y'all this information. I'm glad whoever is listening, my future listeners, my current listeners, and my past listeners. I love everybody. Also, Tellers Points Booster. We help you with your credit. We credit monitor. We help with financial literacy. We do a lot of things. Come talk to us. But again, I'm out. I love y'all. Peace.